Hello and welcome to What's the Story Ghost. I'm your host, Annette. And I'm Stephen. And today we are on episode 69. Yo, I thought we were on 69 the last time. No, 68. Stephen. Annette. Oh, we haven't done this in ages. Are Have you, you been to Wales? Yes. I'm apologising in advance. I actually left the name of the place out because I will make a holy show of myself if I try and pronounce it. Um, Welsh is a little like Irish. There's letters that look like, that sound like they go together, don't look like they go together. So I'm just not going to pronounce the name of the place. Yeah, probably best. Yeah. We crack on? Yes, crackity crack. I know I don't usually start the episode with the rabbit hole I fell down this week, but it's related. Kind of. I've always considered myself quite an empathic person. In some circumstances, I would have even said I was an empath. Thankfully, I am not. Although the words sound the same, they are very different. According to Dr. Judith Orloff, who literally wrote the book on empaths, ordinary empathy means our hearts go out to another person when they are going through a difficult period. Empaths, however, actually sense other people's emotions, energy and physical symptoms in their own bodies. Empaths feel things first, then think, which is the opposite of how most people function in our over-intellectualised society. Stephen can attest to this, I feel and then think, whereas he thinks about how to fix the problem and then when the problem is solved, he might have a feeling after, if there isn't something more interesting to do. According to Dr Orloff, research shows that high sensitivity affects approximately 20% of the population though the degree of one's sensitivity can vary. So of course I went on a deep dive into the subject and found a great piece on purewow.com who quoted Dr Orloff. Now, while every empath lives a different experience, Orloff's book identifies three main types and defines them as such. The first is a physical empath. You are especially attuned to other people's physical symptoms and tend to absorb them into your body. You can also become energised by someone's sense of well-being. For example, if a physical empath's friend is complaining about sharp stomach pains, the physical empath might start to feel a similar pain in their own body. The second is an emotional empath. You mainly pick up on other people's emotions and can become a sponge for their feelings, both happy and sad. Orloff gives this example of what an emotional empath is. They can sit beside a depressed person while watching a comedy and walk out of the movie theatre feeling depressed. How? The other person's energy field overlaps with the empath's field during the film. And the third is an intuitive empath. You experience extraordinary perceptions such as heightened intuition, telepathy, messages and dreams, animal and plant communication, as well as contact with the other side. Now there is even more to this one, in fact intuitive empaths can be broken down even further and we will come back to that. But that last line got me thinking, as well as contact with the other side. It's statements like these that make me very grateful that I might just be a little sensitive or just open-minded. Imagine walking into a pub, any pub in Dublin city centre, for a girl's or a lad's night out, or to blow off steam after work with a colleague. Sure, the building might be a pub now, but some of the buildings in town are old. The Brazen Head and the Liberties offers an old world charm and modern day Irish pub banter feel, 
but it claims the title of the oldest pub in Dublin City, having been founded in 1198. Pubs are inherently noisy, but imagine if you couldn't hear your friend sitting right across from you, because beside them was the ghost of a man who died in the building a hundred years ago before getting a chance to tell his wife that he had changed the combination lock to the home safe, so he spends his days now just screaming out the combination number over and over, and you are the only person who can hear him. So on that note, I am incredibly grateful to be able to walk into the local without hearing anything but the banter and the trad band. The rabbit hole I fell down made me think of really old pubs, and what better old pub location than beautiful Wales. The Scurred Mountain Inn, known as the oldest pub in Wales, has over 900 years of history. The front door is original to the building, and the wood can be carbon dated to 1500 years old. Between rootless executions, suffering and witchcraft, there are many stories to be told. It was first mentioned in documents in 1110, around the time of the Norman Conquest. The pub was used to entertain several kings from both England and Wales, who used the archaic mounting stone in the courtyard to dismount their horses. People believed that the Scurred Mountain Inn was the very place where the Welsh ruler, Owain Glyndwar, started his revolt against England and Henry IV. The dying and wounded soldiers would go back to the Scurred Mountain Inn after fighting in battle. Standing in the shadow of the mountain for which it's named, the inn's first floor was then used as a courtroom where people who committed serious offences were given capital punishment. The legend goes that around 180 hangings took place on the Scurred Mountain Inn staircase. To paint a picture, it's a tight staircase. It wraps around itself and the person being hung falls down the gap in the middle. The gap is so narrow that if you were hung but your hands were free, you could reach out and grab hold of the banisters and save yourself. But how often is someone hung and their hands not bound behind them? Now it's said that those who were hung here were for serious offences, but I don't care how hardened a criminal you are, even the worst of the worst goes to the new scared. All of that fear has to leave residual energy. But in fact, one of the most famed hauntings is that of the supposed former judge that worked in the Scurred Inn, Judge John Jeffries. Described as an unpleasant ghost, his entity haunts the upper levels of the Scurred Inn. It's believed that his spirit remains on the property, seeking more death forever on the lookout for his next hanging victim. And where there's a noose, there is a hangman, another entity that haunts the property, thought to be even more malevolent than Judge John Jeffries, is the former hangman. This spirit is said to be felt around the upper floors of the inn, especially on the staircase where the hangings were performed. Many have seen his shaded apparition, which is described as a foreboding black mass in the shape of a shadow. John Croter, another executed man, is also said to inhabit the staircase area. His crime was stealing sheep. In fact, he was the last man hanged in Wales for this type of crime. In the wake of his death, his spectre has been seen inside the Scurried Inn, where it's thought he still occupies the space around the staircase because he's disgruntled with the verdict of his case. The Scurried Inn is also haunted by Father Henry Vaughan and Fanny Price. Henry is said to roam the downstairs area, looking out for the building and its inhabitants, while Fanny is sent to haunt the upstairs bedrooms at the inn, primarily rooms two and three. 
She is known to have worked in the inn and died there of tuberculosis sometime in the 18th century. Since her death, she's been seen, heard and even smelt through the inn. Countless more paranormal claims have been passed around during the inn's long existence. Poltergeist activity has seen glasses thrown clear across the room and disembodied footsteps and whispers are common. Additionally, many have reported a feeling of dizziness while ascending the staircase and a feeling of being choked before developing rope burns on their necks. The Skirred Inn is a charming place to visit and on the outside it looks like a quaint little inn where you can share a drink and a story with the locals or a fellow traveller. But I hear the food is absolutely to die for, so I suppose that explains why some of the patrons won't leave. What do you think of that story? That was great. I know it was short, I just thought it was a lovely little place. I'll show you a picture of it here. Mm. Oh, that's really great. This is um so this is a batch sorry I should actually mention I I'll, I'll put the link up um but I used Spooky Isles and Amy's Crypt I love Amy's Crypt she's so thorough she actually goes to the places yeah um but this is a picture someone uh put up of their room and I think the bathroom looks like it's on a split level or something and the bathroom itself was a completely different temperature than the rest of the room it was absolutely freezing that's the staircase there did I paint the picture right. Oh, that's creepy. It's really narrow, and when you're falling, you can see the banisters going bes- like uh, past you. I want to show you the door. The door is super old. That's the door there. Jesus, that is. That it looks is old. old. It looks like driftwood from a yeah. pirate ship, kind of old. I wanted to show you the front of it, but I can't seem to get a picture of the place. That's it there. Doesn't it look lovely? Doesn't look as creepy on the outside. No, it's all to do with contrast, though, because look at the picture that Amy put up. Her picture is very dark and very ominous looking. That looks a little creepier than the one I just showed you. It's all bright, yeah. and, but it, it it does look really lovely. And all of the reviews, anyone who went and did a paranormal visit, all kept raving about the food. I've never I've never seen somewhere with so many positive reviews about the food. It's like it's only got three bedrooms in it. So it's not somewhere that you would go with a gaggle of friends. Like it's, Mm. you know, a weird romantic weekend away. Um, But uh, yeah, I just, I really loved it. It was such a quaint little story to cover. And and I love ones that I hadn't heard of before this. So it was kind of cool. Um, I threw a couple of characters at you. Did you manage to come up with any? Yeah, I got a few characters. Go. Okay. So these are just randomly, there's no... There's never any rhyme or reason in your... Normally, although it normally you normally stick with a, 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 a theme or a genre of movie. No, I'm just too lazy. I pick one film and just... <laughs> what Stevens watched this week? Yeah, exactly. It's basically the cast of what I watched this week. You ran out of Sheldon characters, yeah. did you? Well, uh, what am I watching recently? Matt Verstappen and... Uh, is it Max? Matt? Max Verstappen? And Schumacher's Kid? And a few other Formula One drivers? That's what I'm watching now. Sorry, the sound went away because no, I didn't okay. pick it's a pen. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, I know any of these. Hopefully. Okay. Uh, Judge John Jiggle Chaper Jiggle Hunter. Yeah, he did have a bit of a triple barreler there. Jo- Judge John Je- De- Jeffries. John Jeffries. Uh, John Goodman. Who is? Can't play that character. No, he but is... who is he? What else has he played? Um, what is that TV show where lots of the characters of Big Bang are from? Uh, it's not Blossom, it's the other one. The other 90s one. And your woman was cancelled. But she's trying to make you come back. Felicity? 
No. I can't think of any other 90s shows. Um, ba, 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 ba. Rose, Roseanne. Roseanne. Yeah, seen yeah. Roseanne no, I, I didn't I didn't see it come up. It's just when you said the name out again, I was just like, does this sound like the type of name that my dad would yeah. slap me for not knowing? He's also in uh, Coyote Ugly. He is. Okay. He's the dad, uh, yes. He is. The Hangman. Sorry, I'm just after Coppin. Who, he would make a really good disgruntled judge. John Goodman. Yeah. Well, I, I, I know, know, I know, I know, I know. But I just, I sometimes I'm like, yeah, okay, that's cool. And then there's other times where I'm like, okay, just try and actually picture the character mm-hmm. in period clothing. Okay. Next one, gone. Hangman. What's more scarier than a big Terran hooded man eating yogurt? Terry Crews. <laughs> mm. Oh my god, that was that was um. <laughs> that was very specific. Yeah. That's for anyone who watches Brooklyn Nine Nine, the yogurt thing. But go on. No, yeah. I think that I think he really likes yogurt. And oh, did, did, did I think he, so. I think he like brought that through. I, think, I wonder was is it? he like a Greek yogurt or a natural yogurt kind of person? I'm more of a Greek yogurt. Uh, I don't know if he's natural or not. He anyway. looks all natural. <laughs> uh, what's the, the other fellow? Was John Crothers? Yes, the sheep rubber. Yeah. Person. James Cromwell. He's the only human person in Babe. There's a, there's a whole bunch of human people. Well, the there. farmer guy. Oh, oh my God, yeah. What else was he in? He was in something where he was a really, really nasty person. Uh, the, not not the Green Mile. The other one, the, the longest yard, the newest longest yard. He was the uh, warden. Yes, with Adam Sandler. I was given out to uh, for like an Adam Sandler movie, so I'm not a. I'm not commenting on that. <laughs> Who's giving out to you like an Adam Sandler? A friend of mine. Because I was telling them. wrong. No, I know. But I was telling them that I was having this hyperfixation thing where I was like, one day I'll I'll have to have a movie on in the background. And I have no idea why. But they all have to be movies where the world is ending. So Armageddon, Deep Impact, The Day After Tomorrow. And I think it's escapism because if they're... If their world is ending, then mine's not actually that bad. I'm no. just having a, f- a hard day. It's not yeah. even a hard day. It's a hard five minutes. And then I said that I was fixated on watching Grown Ups, Grown Ups 2. And then I realized it actually has nothing to do with Adam Sandler. It's because I have a humongous crush on Kevin James. Yep. I've been liking to him. <laughs> Explains so much. Um, Father Vaughn. Yes. Got to be Ardell O'Hanlon. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh bless him. And then Fanny. Yes. Kathy Bates. Welcome oh, back. Of course. Where has she been? Well, though, to be fair, last week was. I don't think we had any characters last week. No. Did we? Well, she there wasn't a lot of parts recently, so she's she she's she just downgraded well herself to Broadway and yeah. real films. <laughs> um, I know that was just a quick episode. Uh, although we're twenty minutes into recording now, there's a lot that's probably jibber jabber. But I thought it was a really cute, quaint episode. And that was the rabbit hole I fell down. It was a bit of a um, mind messer upper. But I did actually take note of the other empathic people. Uh, so there's telepathic empaths. There's precognitive empaths. Dream empaths. Mediumship empaths, which is they can access spirits. It's not a big ship. It's not a little ship. <laughs> Shut up, it's in the middle ship. <laughs> plant empaths, moving on. Um, people who can feel the needs of plants and connect with their essence. Earth empaths and then animal empaths. And I was thinking, all I could think of was our friend Rebecca. I have no idea how, but she'll look at her dog and the two of them just know what each other's thinking. Um, I'm um, not saying that Rebecca's smart enough to know what her dog's thinking. I just think her dog... <laughs> Is smart enough to know what Rebecca's thinking, and I'm not sure if I've insulted the dog more or Rebecca more. But I do know that that she listens to this podcast, 
So we're leaving it in? Hey, Becca. Um, no, I just think it's really cool, though, because there are people who are like, there's times where I just look at my cat and I know what my cat's thinking. And I'm like, all cats are thinking evil things. Like, see that glass of water there? I'm going to tip it over. I swear to God, one of our kids is a cat. His hmm. spirit animal is a cat. He will see something and he doesn't like its placement and he just knocks it onto the floor. I just thought they were really cool though because you and I have discussed this a million times. We even wrote it into our wedding vows. Any of our friends who also watch Star Trek, I would be more the Deanna Troy in our relationship and Stephen is more of a Tuvok. He's logical and analytical and very straight shooting. Whereas I'd be like, I feel things. And Stephen's like, there's no time for feelings. We need to figure out what the problem is and solve it. So it's just, it's weird that there's so many different types. And there's a couple of categories that I'd fall into. I wouldn't be in any way like mediumship. There's times where I feel cold spots and stuff like that. And sometimes I get a sense of a room, but I wouldn't be in any way able to communicate with the other side. I don't think I would be able for that because... There's already enough things going on up in my head. But it's just really cool that there's so many different types of people who are just really What do you call the people who having a breeze what's going on emotionally? Stephen. We call them Stephen. Stephen. <laughs> so they are serial killers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I fall asleep listening to serial killer podcasts. What does that say about me? You fall asleep listening to serial killer snoring. <laughs> we finish up there. Finish up there. Perfect. Say your words. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I will include the links for the research I did for today's episode. If you have any questions regarding this or any other episode, our Instagram is what's the story ghost. DM us there. Or if you have any personal stories you would like to share, our email is what's the story ghost at gmail.com. And those are all my words. Eggs and jingle. Eggs and jingle. Bye. I tried to tried to do Father Ted theme here. Oh, I thought it was Glen Rowe. No, but uh, I accidentally <laughs> fell into to Glen Rowe and then I couldn't I couldn't what get back out. What is Father Ted? Uh, do, 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 do. It's Glen Rowe. It's the same film. <laughs> it's, 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 it's,